Episode 21 of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. It's the best place to discover new makeup, uncover your confidence as a woman, and just get creative with color. So you can search the hashtag MinuteWithMary. It's me, guys. It's me <laughs> on Facebook or Instagram and start the road to a new you. Okay, sweetheart, you sang incredibly beautifully. You should be so happy right now. Incredibly beautifully? Mm-hmm. Why do you do that? Do what? I'm complimenting you. I'm proud of you. No, you feel sorry for me. <laughs> what on earth would make you think that, Kate? You overcompensate for me, Mom, and you always have. And here I am, a 37 year old woman, and you still make me feel like a stupid, fat little kid. I'm sorry. What have I ever done to make you feel like that? I'm not going to do this. Kate, I want to know what have I ever done? You existed. It's everything about you, Mom. It's not just that you're beautiful or thin, or that you have perfect pitch even when you talk. It's everything. And you wanted a daughter like you, no. and I was never going to be you. No, I never wanted you to be like me, Kate.、Oh, no, you wanted me to be the you that you never became. Welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I'll tell you what if I ever talk to my lo- mother like that, I would have caught the world's biggest beating. <laughs> oh, really? Biggest. My mother, my, my mother gave me scars from beating me so much. Oh, my much. gosh. I got a scar right on my knuckle from、That's、her wedding ring. That's the 80s. I'll never, I'll never forget that. That's the 80s. She used to、man. chase me around with a spoon, like a metal spoon. Oh, my gosh. And, and you want to know another quick? I know this is your story time, but I, but I got a quick story. Okay. My mother, my mother was like five foot two, five foot nothing, 100 pounds soaking wet. She was just this petite little thing, right? And I'm 6'4, and I was eight, 18 at the time. This is your story time. This is what's happening right now. No, no,、Go. I see. I don't want to take your story. <laughs> you already did. It's totally fine. Oh, man. All right.、Go. So, fine. I'll take the story. I've had the last two in a row. I'm、It's、sorry.、Okay. So, my mother was <laughs> five foot nothing and she was 100 pounds soaking wet. And at, when I was 18, I was 6'4, 200 pounds, maybe, maybe 215, right? And, you know, my mother used to give me a hard time and she would tell me what to do and what not to do and whatever. And I would say, and when I was 18, I'd be like, Ma, Get out of here! What What are you gonna do to me? Yeah. What What, what are you gonna You gonna hit me again? Like it's not even gonna hurt. <laughs> And she's like, "Oh, it's not gonna hurt, right? Okay, I bet you my twenty two will have a will make a difference for you." Twenty <laughs> two? Yeah, her gun. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. Oh, so yeah, that, sheltered. That is an absolute true story. My mother did threaten me once with her gun. All in loving, p- playful fun. Oh, okay. I, I,、yeah. I, I imagine, or at least that's the way that my, <laughs> my shattered brain remembers it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it, to make myself feel better about my mother threat, threatening me with her, with her gun. <laughs> so. 
let's get a little into the show. Tell me some of the, the fun facts. Sure. The title was A Manny Splendored Thing. Now, oh. you would think that it's obviously referring to the Manny. And this is actually the first title that has been kind yeah. of kind like of witty. Kind of like witty and a little a little oblique. Yes. I, I'm kind of cool with that. And I think it may be a reference to uh, a book that was written by uh, Han Suyin. It tells the story of a, it, which was actually called A Many Splendored Thing, mm-hmm. as, as opposed to A Many Splendored Thing. And it tells a story about a, a, a guy who was a British foreign co- correspondent. He fell in love with this lady who was a Eurasian doctor who came from China. And then they finally met back up again. He goes to live with her and he gets all this prejudice from her family and from the Hong Kong high society. And it actually inspired a, a, a film actually called Love is a Many Splendored Thing. Mm-hmm. And it also even has the uh, the song which won a bunch of awards called Love is a Many Splendored Thing. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if it's, a, if it's an exact reference to it, but it definitely exists. And I feel like they probably wouldn't have put it in there if – I mean, it, it's that's a pretty – it's Strong. on the nose. Yes. It's an on the nose reference. So I don't see how they wouldn't be able to to, to reference that. Anyway, yes. the director was John Fortenberry. This guy is That's actually a great name. I know, John Fortenberry. I feel like he's well. You see, you were going southern, and I was going more English. Fortenberry. And I was going Fortenberry. Yeah, that's it. Yours is better. The fancier one is better. He's actually directed a lot of television. Including It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, Arrested Development, as a matter of fact, okay. Two Broke Girls. Uh, and here's another connection with that show, Grandfathered, the one with Jan- John Stamos a while ago, uh, the, uh, Blackish. And uh, this is actually the only episode of This Is Us uh-huh. he's ever done. Wow. So, I, you know, I, that that is what it is. The writer was Dan Fogelman, who was the creator of the show, who wrote the pilot, The Big Three, Kyle, Big Day, Memphis, Moonshadow, and the premiere for season two of Father's Advice. Look at that. So what do you got for your lemonade rating, my, my darling? My lemonade rating on a scale of one to five is a 4.7. I thoroughly enjoyed most of this episode. Yeah, I'm a little bit below you here. I feel like this was just pretty common fare okay. for This Is Us. And my common... My like my my common denominator rating for yeah. this stuff so so far has been four point five. Okay. So I'm gonna go there. So it's a staple. I think like it's good. It didn't it didn't blow my doors off. Yeah. But you know what? It's it's there. It exists, and I feel like Fantastic. it's it's kind of important. Fantastic. All right. So time for the GBG. The okay. good, the bad, the great. Yep. So my. My good is actually the entire Toby bit, which I know we're going to get into later. But for any of you who are not re-watching necessarily this episode, just living vicariously through this podcast, it's where Toby makes uh, pigs in a blanket. It's where he's trying to impress Kate's mom. It's where, well, we'll just play this. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. Where he says that. This was made for Mary. This is when <laughs> when art meets podcasting. It's it's the perfect amalgam of a of a show and a in a podcast companion. You, y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. I'm gonna hit that sounder as many times as I possibly can from right? now until the end of this podcast. Well, and we both said that this was just such a brilliant way for them to probably admit that the fan base was probably hating on Miguel right. much of season one. <laughs> so it was just a great way for Toby to do that. And then he even says, um, you know, we both have these very fancy names. Like this is our club, you know, we're the outsiders. And I love when he's like, Miguel gets no love. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just calling us all out. Calling us all out. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. Perfect. It's, so this was awesome. I, when I when I saw when I heard this, I was yeah. like, Mary, this is made for set, you. Set for us. <laughs> so our bad, my bad for this episode was just all the awkward mom and daughter vibes. Um, just, I mean, a lot of us have that kind of a relationship with a parental figure where we always just mm-hmm. feel like we're never good enough. And mm-hmm. like, you almost don't want to share things with them because you're afraid that even though they don't mean to, it's just going to make you feel like crap when you when you bring it up to I, attention. I feel like this may or may not have been related to your story, provided. It's all good. It'll come. Trust me. The Kate Rebecca uh, saga <laughs> will be continuing and we'll, we'll continue to... Yes. And then my great was Jack and Kate's relationship. Mm-hmm. So frequently I talk about soul clusters. This yes, is the hippie and Mary coming out. I feel like I need hippie music. We need some lavender. Oh, and... all the oils, all of it. <laughs> some little like candle and lighting. So back in college, I went to go see this person who took pictures of auras. And at the time I had broken up with a boyfriend and I was dating a new boyfriend. I said, <laughs> how is it even possible that I like love someone else? How can you have that much room in your heart i didn't know you could love Shame. more than one person in your life you you've been taught all your life to go for your soulmate and she said honey there's no such thing as a soulmate mm-hmm. you have soul clusters mm-hmm. that when you are born you are born with people who are soul clusters and she said that's why you're gonna have friends who you just click with right away sure. who just get you mm-hmm. they're part of your soul cluster you're gonna love a lot of them in a different couple of ways and some of them are just gonna be great friends soul clusters that's also why you're not gonna click with a lot of people they weren't in your soul cluster so don't be offended if you're not someone's cup of tea because you're certainly someone shot a whiskey and I was like <laughs> alright wow. so Kate and Jack granted father and daughter but they have this soul cluster thing going on. You know, it's like you don't see that in all parent-child relationships. They get each other. Kate can tell automatically that something is wrong with Jack. And Jack, rather than sticking it through the AA meeting, goes to see his daughter. Mm-hmm. And I am so sad that Rebecca doesn't have this anymore with her kids. I don't know if she had something remotely even close to this with Randall, but Rebecca doesn't have this with her kids. No, not at all. And Kate lost that with Jack. Sure. So um, just seeing this and seeing Kate hold his face and the soul clusterness of it all, oh, give it all. Give it all to me. (laughs) How about you? What was your GBG? Uh, You know, actually, I think we have the same GBGs, but just reversed. Oh. Uh, The good for me was Kate holding Jack's face as he tells her that he has a drinking problem. This is the the perfect man. Remember how we talked about how the perfect man builds the perfect house out of the perfect love for yes, his perfect family yes, and it burns yes. down? This is continuing the deconstruction of that legend of Jack Pearson. And no matter what, it I, I love this dichotomy because you know everyone's saying that this episode is about uh, Kate and Rebecca. And it is. It is. But it's also about Kate and Jack because Jack could do no wrong in this in this episode and in her life as as Kate would remember it in my eyes she's there she's willing to accept Jack's faults yep at the end of the episode it's okay don't worry about it yep she even calls her mother queen at at, at the at, at, like right before this yes. oh the queen let you back in yes. she doesn't know the full story she doesn't know anything nope but she immediately puts her mother as the villain she's team Jack and this is what I'm saying Jack could do no wrong, whereas Rebecca is always wrong, which probably informs her hostility towards her mother Mm -hmm. for her entire life. 
maybe she blames her mother for blaming herself for blaming her for Jack's death. Oh my god! It's, it's a whole litany of it. You just went wicked deep. Oh, I went like <laughs> super deep, dude. And there, there's a whole litany. There's a whole onion here for Kate mm. to peel back between her mother and Jack. Yes. Right. There's a there. Oh my god. There's a whole world there. And then the bad for me was. Oh my God, Mom! You sang like that. Ooh, that like that one little line, that yeah. jab at her, like yeah. ooh. And even Kate recognized, like ooh, probably shouldn't have done that. Oh my God, I would have done that. Of course you would have. <laughs> now here's the funny thing: I, I do like the hostility and the fact that Kate just blurted it out without even knowing why she did it. And that's just the brutal part about it. That is absolutely a Mary Larson move right there. Oh my God. And, and sad but true. And then here's another part of that onion that needs to be pulled back, which is Kate walking in on her mom when she's singing in the shower. Yeah. And Kate projecting the fact that her mother is singing because she knows she's better yes. than Kate. Like it's all in Kate's head. Yes. Rebecca was just singing in the bloody shower like now, we all do. And I know that this is my bad, and, I, and it is, because... Yeah, I'm a little like, confused. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just, it, it gives you the heebie-jeebies up your spine. Why is this your bad? Just because it's awkward? Yeah, it's super okay. awkward, so you're not, dude. Yeah, see, and that's how I am. I just, it's just like it's like it's not there. bad. No, it's like, oh my god, you know what it's like? You what? know when you were a teenager or a college student and you went to your friend's house, mm-hmm. and then your friend was being a little punk ass with their parents, and you were yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm just here for the shepherd's pie, <laughs> and I know my friends being a little punk. They shouldn't be speaking. Their parents didn't do anything. Oh man, they this is so awkward. I'm just the twenty two is going to come out. I'm just going to keep eating. Have you? Been in those situations because I sure have. I lived those situations. Oh, just keep eating. Just keep. <laughs> just eating. keep eating. Just keep so that's eating. That's why it's the bad. You just feel so awkward. I feel awkward. And, the TV. and like it's not like it's not like Duke bad, right? The Duke bad is Duke just bad is, is like, just poor. Why writing. are you here? Like yes. stop it. Yes. Um, but this is bad because it's just like just gives ugh, you the awkward feels. Yes. But the great, the great is absolutely. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. Which, oh my which, goodness, Mister. Like, remember how far we've come from season one of Toby, mm-hmm. where you were like, I'm just annoyed by this guy. And now Toby is actually your great for uh, an episode. Absolutely my great. And one day, oh, he's actually already made it into the into the vaunted halls of the opening scene for This Is Us <laughs> yes, 2 yes. podcast episodes. He's already made it in there. So I, I got to give him credit. I'm just saying, look how far he's come. Uh, I loved Toby in this episode because he... While he is very funny, we are, we've been making fun of this my boy Miguel thing. His comedy is actually kind of toned down, and he he is supporting Kate no matter what in this Rebecca Kate conflict, and how he says, "Listen, I am Team Kate for life." Love that. Sorry, line. sorry. I just what what are we doing here? You know, like yep. that. That is that's a one A material, and yes. of course, his eagerness. The, the, the man just wants to be good. On Miguel because he knows Miguel's the key. He knows because that's the way to get to Rebecca. Yep. That's the way. It, it, even though, though. That's, that's at least the way to make like family get togethers and holidays. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because he's going to have someone to sit next to around the turkey. And then <laughs> Miguel being like, are those pigs in a blanket? Oh really? <laughs> Such a joy. Miguel taking selfies on stage on the set of the Manny. Oh my God. And Kevin just being like, yeah, okay, fine. Miguel, I think, has a bumper sticker that says YOLO. <laughs> for all the reasons or I know the Manny that's, that's, I know the that's, Manny and YOLO because he lost his best friend so he's really true. living his best life that's absolutely true he's I know doing, he's doing I just whatever. got deep with a YOLO <laughs> <laughs> hey hey 
Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. No more. No, no more. No more sleeping on Miguel. Uh, and I also have, I kind of have a tie. Okay. Um, for a great? For a great. Yeah. And that is the use of Landslide in this episode. The, the song more. by uh, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Oh, my, you know, I feel like anytime you play Landslide, mm-hmm. tears just come down no matter what. Yeah. Like Mary and I were having dinner. Uh, for our for our anniversary, as a matter of fact, on Saturday evening. Uh, today is what? Today's Monday, as we record this. And I was telling her, oh man, when I hear Sam Cooke, it just, it, he does something to me. He, like, when you hear Sam Cooke, you hear that voice, something just bubbles inside me. But you know, this song, Landslide, that they use it over the, as a montage with Jack and Kate and him being in Vietnam and the whole thing, oh. That song does something to me, too. Like that, oh, man. So we may or may not have a surprise at the end of this episode. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just Because you know me. I like changing it up. I know you do. I like changing it up. And the fact that they are able to use that uh, is great. And I love the lyrics, and especially these lyrics, when, it's, when they say, well, I've been afraid of changing because I've built oh, my, life my life around you. you. Are you going to sing as I talk? Or are you just going <laughs> to? Just keep singing. I'll do it. But time, time makes you bolder. Bold. And children get older, and I'm getting older too. Too. <laughs> so I I loved the fact that they used landslide. It's it's like um, it's like a you know it's like you know, it's like Game Genie. You remember that remember that thing Game Genie oh from gosh. Nintendo, which gave you Super Mario three raccoon power as much as yeah, you it wanted gave you, it gave you every single cheat code that like you could ever imagine that's pretty much the only one i figured out how to use that's but ab- yes. that is absolutely landslide whenever you put landslide on it's like instant tears oh. <laughs> no matter what <laughs> how does that relate to game genie i'm a little confused but we'll continue because well, it's like a cheat code okay see okay. there you go okay all mm-hmm. right now i got you okay so we're gonna delve into this episode we've talked a lot about kate a lot about kate Great job, Kate. You got your gig. Right. Happy for you. Let's move on to the other big three because okay. a lot of big things happened in this episode. Like this was like a this was a packed episode. As cheesy as it was, as simple of the plot line of like everybody get together in L.A. to see the Manny. Yep. It worked for me. It's a sneaky big episode, and yet like totally makes sense. This is a family. That family is what it's all about. Um, the Manny. The Manny, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin and Sophie winning me over when she's telling him about George Clooney mm-hmm. and be George Clooney. <laughs> That's another story that we could relate to, too. You always tell me to be to be. Uh, <sighs> halt and catch fire. Halt and catch fire. There you go. I, I'm telling you this. I'm going to be sad. Joe McMillan. That's the name. I'm going to be sad when this relationship ends. Oh, it it's absolutely going to end. Crap. But I'm going to be sad about it because I'm really digging Sophie. Um, I'm loving that she had him on set and she asked him to relive everything from the TMZ freak out. <laughs> and then, of course, he had to come out wearing the diaper, which like, why are guys in diapers and the sh- in shows? Well, like, the guy wrote it on? purposely to embarrass him. No, I know. Him. I know. But you know what? I will not be surprised if because he rocked it so much, he's going to get so much more fame out of it. Of course he will. But actually, as you were just saying this, I had a I had a, a, a thought jolt into my head. It's a dangerous thing. I, I know. The fool I'm afraid of and thinking. That's a very bad a Beauty and the, Be- Beauty and the Beast reference. I know. <laughs> um, Clooney, right? You were saying Clooney. Uh, what happened to William's cat, Clooney? Is that is the cat just walking around as a popman right now? Oh my god! 
right? <gasps> this guy's got a cat. What Did, happened to the cat? There's no cat hanging around. It, am I gonna? I'm you not gonna go is... as far as to say plot hole, but it. it I'm well. That's take development right there. That plot hole is kind of like how nobody ever goes to the bathroom on TV, <laughs> especially 24. <laughs> nobody ate and nobody went to the bathroom. How do they stay alive for 24 hours? <laughs> so I really enjoyed the time with the Manny and the fact that the whole family was there. Sure. Sophie not sitting with the family, but like I expected there to kind of be a mini throwdown or something weird. Like why is everything not okay with Sophie with the family? She was Kate's best friend. She was a member of this family. Mm-hmm. Um. Kevin was the one that cheated on her. So why is she all being awkward? Well, I, I mean, think of that though. I mean, like you got divorced. And I'm sure that wasn't an easy process. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just say for the sake of argument that you know, God forbid, you and I got divorced, and ten years goes by or fourteen, whatever, however many it was, and then we're like, you know what, we could probably get back together again. And then you have to hang out with my family. This is also provided about yeah. the fact that you have a good relationship with my yeah, family. Yeah, you're right. Oh, oops. <laughs> so it's probably, it's going to be awkward no matter yeah, what, right? you're right. That, that, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you know who I really loved in this episode? Who? Beth and Randall. How come? Because <sighs> Beth's been really trying to keep her cool. Mm-hmm. And as Randall is showing his fear, um... She kind of gives gives it right back to him. Like, we've been talking about this for months. You're mm-hmm. the one that convinced me to do it. Um, now I'm all in, and you're you're afraid because sure. you can't micromanage it. And then how she gets to have that bonding experience with Kevin. Mm-hmm. And Kevin gets to tell her about how he helped Randall ask her on a date, how he was actually on the phone line for it. And that is able to give her the catalyst that, like, Randall does think everything through as much as he possibly can. The only time he didn't was with you. Sure. And then she like straight up movie, ran into his arms, jumps up on him, kisses him. So sweet. So sweet. If if you did that to me, I'd be in the hospital for a week. (laughs) And not because of you, but because of me and the fact that I'm getting old. (laughs) And you just had major surgery. And I'm nowhere near as good a shape as Sterling K. Brown, who still is my binky in this show. I loved I didn't love, but I really appreciated all of the different relationships in this episode Correct. and how they found solace in each other throughout yes. the whole thing, yes. whether it was Jack and Kate or Sophie and Kevin. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin, you know, taking advice from Sophie, being like, you know, this is what I need to do. How do I do this? And, you know, this guy's going to embarrass me. And she's like, whatever, dude, just, yes. just do what we, do we going to do. Exactly. Chill out, relax. Yeah. And then obviously Beth and Randall, they both lean on each other. And I thought... It, now, it, is it poetic, the fact that the song that Kate sings is Lean On Me as she does this as she does this gig in front of her mother and in front of Toby? Maybe. Maybe it's poetic uh, that because this entire episode has been about the, the, the various relationships within this episode mm-hmm. leaning on each other. Mm-hmm. The fact, though, is, is that Kate does not have the kind of relationship that she can lean on with Rebecca. Nope. And that's why I really love Landslide, because Landslide, to me, is a far more great descriptor of their relationship Mm -hmm. as opposed to everybody else. And how her relationship with Jack informs that relationship with Rebecca. (sighs) 
that it's 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 actually quite good writing. I I, I got to give them credit. It's extraordinary writing. I got to I got to give them credit. And that's why, as cheesy as it is for everyone to be in the place at the same time, I mean that would happen. Things like this happen when you have big moments in your life, sure. and to be able to see those different relationships. I mean, even something as simple. I loved that Beth and Randall just left the kids. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> it's oh, we're gonna have to do hours of this Manny thing. Oh, we're going for a walk. We need to go talk. Like <laughs> just left them. Like the grandparents are here. The mm-hmm. aunt's here. Oh no, Toby and she left. Like the grandparents are just left with those dang kids <laughs> to have to rewatch scenes of the Manny time and time again. Luckily, the kids find it funny. And then it's just your boy Miguel. Miguel is the only oh one God. that's left to watch the children. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. Because then Caitlin, uh, Rebecca left. You're right. Miggy was there. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. Miggy was so souped, okay? He was taking selfies. He and the girls probably took at least 50 selfies. They probably got t-shirts. They got all the free swag. Miggy and the girls had a blast. Selfie sticks all over the place. All over the place. All the hashtags, all the Insta stories. One of the things that I really liked too about this episode is if you pay attention to how things are filmed, like Mm -hmm. if you looked at the scene with Kate and Jack, when he first tells, when he realizes that he has a problem in the car, when he just oh. shows up to her school. <laughs> just all hey, the man. 80s, all the kids have an outdoor lunch. I know. Just and she just walks out. up to a car, you know, like gets, gets in. in. No teachers being like, um, excuse me. Wait, what are we doing? Signed out. <laughs> Where's your ID? So if you look at the way that that is filmed, it's coming from a place of being in front of Kate mm-hmm. and Jack, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's shoulder over shoulder, um, but it, Jack is um, more confident it seems like in yeah. himself, and it's him remembering back to this situation. Whereas in the later flashback, when Jack admits to Kate that he has a problem, oh. it's shot from behind, and it's like looking at a place of weakness. And if you look at it, if you compare the two, okay. the way that the characters are placed and the way that it continues, it's almost a shot for shot remake. It's so deep. And the way that the characters are placed and the way it's shot, they mirror each other. Wow. So that when you look at Jack, you know, going to visit her at school, it's a place of strength. Correct. And if you look at Jack talking to her um, uh, in the bedroom, it's a place of weakness. So they mirror. Wow. And it's it's actually quite special. Mind blowing. I know. I, I just noticed it. Um, I just noticed it on, on, right right before we started recording. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I love that the show is finally, like we talked about this last episode. It's really starting to get confident in its own storytelling. Um, and because you know, like we we open up on the episode with Jack and and Rebecca in 1996 and. Um, it's got that like almost train thing underneath just right. to get you stressed and to feel the pressure. Right. It's like rolling and rolling and Jack at work and the piles of paper are lining up and right. he just can't catch a break. And that's when it goes back to the 80s when Jack decides, I- I'm going to be with my family. He buys the, oh, yeah, he yeah, buys the thing and he opens mm-hmm. up and then they, sh- they show all the events again of, of all the kids jumping on him and all- that whole thing. The show is finally... Like it just it's allowing itself to do that. And it's referencing its own self to tell you a story to further it. It's yes. it's great stuff. Because then he gets the phone call from work. Right. And he has to leave. Right. That precious moment he has to go right back to that stressful work. Right. And instead of drinking, instead of going there with the with the with the flask in his coffee cup, 
he goes to the gym. And that's when landslide starts. And by the way, a Vietnam reference again. Here's a question. Yeah. When he said he was in Vietnam earlier, he said he was just a, a mechanic. Yeah. But they're showing him getting, getting off a chopper. helicopter. Get to the chopper. <laughs> they're showing him getting off a helicopter. Helicopters like with with the M16 in hand in like in the bush. I, mean, I feel granted, like like maybe he needed to go fix something that uh, was broken I in the know. middle of the infantry. It's possible. No idea. It's I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. You got anything else? Uh, any final thoughts on this episode? I enjoyed it, and I can't wait to watch the next one. Sounds good to me. You got a hot take of the week for this one? Oh no, you do. I do. I absolutely. You see, you got to get out. You got to come up to date with these hot takes. I do. Okay, so my hot take of the week. Hold on, hold on. I, I got it right here. We will absolutely see more of uh, Jack in Vietnam. Ooh. Absolutely. Interesting. And the reason why I know that is because there's a helicopter involved in one of these scenes. True. There is zero chance they rented one of these helicopters <laughs> for one little throwaway scene during landslide. You're right. We are absolutely going to see more of Jack in, in Vietnam. And we're, Those I things think, are expensive to rent. I know. It's just You can't just show up and just be like, here's an M16, bro. For you know, one little quick scene. Not going to happen. So, not even talked on. And I think it will help inform Jack even more and help us understand where he's coming from uh, in terms of his alcoholism and why he kind of fell victim to it. Yeah. So uh, I think there's a lot more there than we actually really know. I like what you're going for. And, and that is my hot take of the week. I like it. You ready to close out this bad boy, my darling? Oh, I truly am. All right, let's do it. To my love Took it down. I climbed a mountain and I turned around. And I saw my reflection in snow covered hills till the landslide brought me down. Guys, we just want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to these episodes. We're going to be cranking them out throughout August and September to get you ready for season three of This Is Us on NBC. I'm excited. Are you excited, Blake? I'm hoping we make it in time. I'm pretty sure we're going to. We're going to. We're certainly going to. So let me tell you, one of the best things you could be doing right now, one of the best things you can do is if you're listening, go to iTunes on your phone, leave us a written review. This is going to help boost us up in the algorithm so that when people are gearing up for season three of This Is Us, we'll be showing up more. Take a screenshot even and share it in your Insta stories or your Facebook stories to let other people know that this podcast exists. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to give a huge shout out to LMDB Fan 100 says I found Alligator Cast last year and I'm amazed at the effort Mary and Blake put into the podcast and their online community. So glad they're podcasting about This Is Us too. I like the format of their podcast and how they give their honest reactions. Blake has made me a much better TV watcher oh, thank because you. he makes me notice direction and lighting. Oh, hey girl. And it's really fun to hear their predictions about what's going to happen when you already know. I look forward <laughs> to their reactions about This Is Us season two. You know what's so funny? Is you're right. Neither of us know. Everyone who like is listening, who's watched it, must feel like me when we watch Outlander. I know. <laughs> this is awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll keep reading oh, your hold reviews. On. We actually got, we got one up there. Uh, we got a new a new listener, as a matter of fact. And you know, when we get a new listener, you haven't heard this quite yet because it's, we haven't done it. But whenever we get a new listener, we 
play um, a song or a, a, a little ding ding. A little ding ding. There it is. That's that's for the new <laughs> listener. And uh, and can you give me the name of the, the top the top review? Johnny Cohn. Johnny Cohn. You know what? Let's just read his. Let's just read it. Johnny Cohn said, "Real couple, real fun." My wife and I discovered this is us on Hulu a couple months ago, and I immediately looked for a podcast to hear some insight in the show. This is us too is by far the best companion podcast out there. I love that you guys are a married couple. Your personal stories add so much to the listener's experience. Great job. Well, thanks so much, Johnny. Well, Johnny Cohn, again, this is for you. Brand new listener. That's how it works. Thank you very much. In the bank. Guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep enjoying summer if this is your season. If not, keep enjoying winter. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Mary. My name's Blake. And this is Us Too. Snow-covered hills Well, a landslide bringing